Hello and welcome to the Bible teaching ministry of Rabbi Schneider here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, we're going to be talking about why the law matters today. There's one word that stirs up some pretty strong feelings. It's the word law. Some people are quick to say that as believers, the law doesn't apply to us, while others believe there's still a place for God's law in our lives. So what's the right answer? Well, Rabbi Schneider is going to answer that question as we continue journeying through the book of Romans. Our passage can be found in Romans chapter 7, so let's get started. Here is Rabbi Schneider from the Forest of Colorado. First of all, Paul began to lay the foundation that the whole world, all mankind, all flesh is guilty before God. And the reason that the Apostle Paul did that is he's preparing the world for the message of Yeshua, the Redeemer. In other words, Yeshua's primary purpose, beloved one, in coming to earth was to die on the cross for your sin, my sin, and indeed the sins of the whole world. But if people don't know they need a redeemer, if they don't know they need someone to atone for their sins, then why do they think they need Jesus? Before Paul presents the ministry of Yeshua, he first of all brings conviction to the world, showing them once again, they're guilty. Gentiles are guilty because they disobeyed God in their conscience. In other words, the Holy Spirit worked in the lives of Gentiles to cause them to know right from wrong. And yet even when people knew right from wrong in their conscience, even though Gentiles didn't have the law, they sinned against the witness of the Holy Spirit and they did wrong even though they knew what was right and that put them in a place of guilt before the Lord. And then Paul addresses the Jew. The Jew had the law. They had the Ten Commandments, they had the Torah, they had the written word. And even though they knew the word of God, God had revealed it to them at Mount Sinai, they transgressed the written word and they're guilty for transgressing the word. And beyond that, Paul says, we were all born into the bondage of sin because Adam, the forefather of the human race and the head of the human race sinned. And when he sinned as our divine representative, the whole world became guilty, not just legally, but we actually inherited at that point a broken nature. And so you see after Adam, all the different descendants falling into sin once again, to the extent that the Lord even had to destroy the world with the flood, save Noah and his family in order to cleanse the earth. And that, by the way, is a shadow of what's gonna happen with the return of Jesus. God is gonna once again cleanse the world, save his elect, those that are in the body of Christ, and he's gonna build a brand new creation. Additionally, what we did is we talked about that before we receive the Holy Spirit, after we put our trust in Jesus, let me say that again. Before we came into redemption through Yeshua, and as a result of receiving Yeshua, we received the Holy Spirit, we were in bondage to sin. We had a desire sometimes to overcome, but the power was not within us. So mankind has been slaves to sin. 
But when Yeshua came and he gave us the Holy Spirit, now we have the potential to overcome sin. We still have to struggle with an evil nature in our flesh, but we have the power to overcome. So we looked at those foundations. Paul told us that now that you've received Yeshua, you are obligated to say no to sin and to say yes to God and to righteousness. And he went into great length and he said to us, you cannot continue to present yourself to sin. And I just talked about some practical things that Christians do not even realizing that they're sinning. For example, slandering other people. That's the powers of darkness. We now have the Holy Spirit. We have to resist the powers of darkness, say yes to Jesus and walk in righteousness. I talked about many different things, including overeating, hating, jealousy, envy, pride, all those things that are from the realm of darkness. Now that we have the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, we have to check those desires. We have to check those passions. We have to check those instincts and present ourselves as slaves to righteousness. And this takes work. And this is why Yeshua said in the book of Revelation seven times, he that overcomes will inherit the paradise of God. In other words, beloved, we're in a fight and we know the difference now between right and wrong and we have to choose good. Now, with all that said, I wanna move in to new material. I'm going to the book of Romans, chapter number seven. I'm gonna make application to Jew and Gentile here. Some that are listening today that are not Jewish, you'll maybe wonder in the beginning, well, how does this apply to me? Because you're talking about the law and we know that the law refers to the Ten Commandments and the law in the Torah, the first five books of our Bible. So you're wondering, I'm a Gentile, so how does that apply to me? But I'm gonna share with you, Mr. and Mrs. Gentile, I say that humorously and with love, how it applies to all of us, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. Receive God's word as one in Messiah. Paul says, or do you not know, brethren, for I'm speaking to those who know the law, that the law has jurisdiction over a person as long as he lives. For the married woman is bound by law to her husband while he is living, but if her husband dies, she is released from the law concerning the husband. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ so that you might be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit for God. What is going on here? Paul is saying that before Yeshua came, Jewish people were bound under the law. The law had a purpose. We're gonna see that the law is good, but the law stirred up within us passion. In other words, stolen fruit is sweet. Have you heard that expression before? I'm talking to Gentiles right now because you might be thinking again, how does the law apply to me? Well, listen to the concept. Stolen fruit is sweet. We've all heard that. And what that means is somehow, when we know that something is wrong, it causes passion to be stirred up within us. It intensifies desire. And so when you think about the law, if you're not Jewish, just think about the principle that the law is holy, righteous, and good. And when God came to the Jewish people and said, this is good, do it, or this is wrong, don't do it, what it did is it stirred up sin within them. The sin was already there, but now knowing clearly the difference between right and wrong, it somehow caused sin to become 
utterly sinful. In other words, it rose to the surface and it could be seen for what it is. The law actually caused sin to intensify in order that mankind would be convicted. But God said in the verse we just read, we are no longer to relate him as just a moral God. You see, before Yeshua came, the Jewish people had the law. And in the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord said, these are all the laws now. And if you do all these laws, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed coming out. The fruit of your offspring will be blessed. Everything you put your hands to are going to be blessed. But if you don't practice all these laws, if you forsake them and sin against them, then you're going to be cursed when you come in, cursed when you go out, your offspring's going to be cursed, et cetera, et cetera. So the whole way of relating to the Lord before Yeshua Messiah came was this ethical, moral standard. And humankind is not capable of living up to the standard. But that was the only revelation that was there. It was the law. And that was the way the Hebrew people related to God was through the law. And again, it was a moral standard of right and wrong. And it actually, even though it promised life, because the Lord said, if you do all these things, you're going to be blessed. The law held out the promise of life. But because no one was able to live up to their qualification, to the demand for them to inherit the blessing, it actually became condemnation. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and now Rabbi has a special message for our monthly partners. I want to thank those of you that have been led by the Spirit to financially support this ministry. Truly, without your love and support, we wouldn't be able to be reaching people all over the world. I'd like to pray a special blessing over you. Father God, in Yeshua's name, I pray a special blessing for these that are blessing this ministry and letting your word spread through this ministry because of their standing with us. Father, I pray that you'd pour forth in their soul the same fiery passion of love for you that Yeshua has for you, and that that love that you pour within them would create the strength needed for them to have breakthrough in their life, to enter even more deeply into the freedom of the Spirit and the fellowships. Father, thank you for my partners and friends in Jesus' name. Like Rabbi said, we couldn't do this without you. Thank you. And now back to today's message. The law held forth a promise of blessing. The promise of blessing was, if you keep the law, you're gonna be blessed. But because no one could keep the law, with perfection, rather than being blessed, the curse of the law came upon them. But now that Yeshua has come, we've been released from relating to the Lord like that. We no longer relate to him through the law, first of all, but now we relate to him, beloved one, through the person of his son. So Paul just used the example that when a woman is married, She's bound to her husband as long as her husband is living. But if her husband passes away, she's released from that relationship and can be married to another. So Paul is saying to us, before Jesus came, you were bound to God through the law. But now, because Jesus perfectly kept the law, 
and we were in him, and then he died on the cross, were released from being bound to the law, even as a woman is released from her husband when her husband dies, and now the Yeshua embodied the law, and we were in him when he died, were released from the law to be bound to another, to Yeshua himself. For the woman is bound by law to her husband while he is living. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law concerning the husband. In verse four, therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ so that you might be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit to God. What is the beautiful truth about this is that we no longer relate to God just on the basis of having to live up to a moral standard, but now we have a relationship with a God who's a person that's full of compassion, who loves us, who understands our weakness, who sympathizes with us, one whom we can bear our soul to, and we're brought into a relationship with a person. Isn't that beautiful? And this person, this one that died on the cross, as I've been saying, he loves us just the way we are. And beloved, you and I need to receive this message. God loves you, beloved child, just the way you are right now. The Bible says Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. It boggles my mind why someone would wanna reject this message. I was walking through a trail, a little dirt road in the middle of forest just a few days ago. And as I was walking through the forest, there was a man that had a little trailer uh, set up and he was kind of living there for a few days. And I began to witness to him, share Jesus with him. And he had some real convoluted idea of who Jesus was. And I said, have you ever read the New Testament? And he said, no. I said, well, the New Testament is really the only historical document that we have that accurately records for us who Jesus was and what he said. So what you're saying about Jesus is not in the New Testament. He wasn't just a man that people misunderstood. I said, he was God clothed in humanity that died on the cross for our sins. And he said such a wretched, blasphemous thing. It just blew my mind. I mean, he just, I won't even say it because it just grieves me to even repeat what he said, but just a foul rejection of the fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sin. He said, I'd rather burn in hell than accept that. It was just full of the devil. Yeah, just the other day, I was in a restaurant and I was shared with our server uh, that our protection in this earth is only God. And she said, I believe in science. I, I believe in reading books. And when the server came back over a few minutes later, I said, I just want you to know one thing. Jesus died for you and loves you. I think that word was so piercing, she couldn't help but say, I love that. And you know, beloved, God is a person. And that's what Paul is saying. You've been released from the law. God isn't judging you just on being right or wrong. I mean, think about a prostitute. A lot of people consider prostitution is the most vile sin on the earth. But you know, when God looks at a prostitute now through Jesus, he doesn't just see the sin of the prostitute, he sees a broken soul. Many of these people that are practicing prostitution grew up in broken homes. Oftentimes the parents were drug addicts. And so God doesn't just see somebody practicing prostitution, he sees a little child that was abandoned as a child. 
a little child that was reared in a home with no parental love and no parental boundaries. You see, God's a person. And that's what he revealed to us in the person of Yeshua. The law, the Bible says, was a taskmaster to convict the world of sin so that you and I would recognize, I need you, God. I'm gonna go to hell if I don't have you. I am evil. And so God says, yes, but I love you. And I'm gonna cleanse you from the evil that you inherited from Adam. I'm gonna cleanse you and forgive you for the evil that you've done. I'm gonna restore you. I'm gonna recreate you. I'm gonna make you a brand new creation. And you are now in Jesus, holy and blameless before me in love. And I love you. And I created you in my image to become one with you, beloved. That's the message of the gospel. I wanna make a few brief comments about a subject there's confusion about. You know, there's been a lot of anti-Semitism in the church for almost 2000 years. And I could go into all the reasons for that. But now I just wanna say that because of anti-Semitism, a lot of wrong theology has been created. And one of the concepts in this anti-Semitic wrong theology is that many people in the Gentile church have looked at the law as if it's a bad thing. But beloved, the law is a good thing. Paul said in verse number seven, what should we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. For I would not have known about coveting if the law had said, do not covet. But sin taking opportunity through the commandment produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. So you see the law, Paul said, is holy in verse number 12. And the commandment is holy and righteous and good. So Paul's saying, no, the law is good. It has a purpose. And so don't ever think that the law is bad. It's beautiful. And it's an elementary grace to lead us to Yeshua because it convicts us of sin. And it held Israel together as a nation so that they would be intact to release the Savior to the world as a Jew. And beyond that, beloved, the law is God's self-revelation. And as we study the law, we can learn so much about who God is. And this is why Yeshua said, do not think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets, for I've not come to abolish, but to fulfill. I just feel God's love for you right now so strong. Isn't this good news? Let's just take a moment and pray. Father God, we just rejoice in the fact that we have hope in this world. We have a destiny, that we have a life beyond what's going on in this earth. Father, that this earth in its present form is not our home. Father, you said that we're aliens and strangers here, that we're living for a higher purpose, a greater reality. Thank you so much, Jesus, for your love. Thank you for your beauty. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for this revelation. Thank you that we can bear our soul to you, that we can cry out to you, that we can tell you everything, that you'll never condemn us, but you'll save us for you save your people from their sins. Father, we thank you and we bless you today in the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, there's a big yes, a big yes, a big yes in our heart to you. We love you and we ask you, King Yeshua, to complete the work that you started in our lives for your glory, amen. That's Rabbi Schneider, and you're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. 
You know, sometimes God uses others to complete the work that he started in our lives. And we need to honor that partnership he's created and allow it to happen. It also means that we need to be ready to stand in the gap when we're called. And each year, we dedicate the entire month of February to say thank you to our partners. There are so many reasons that our listening family gives to this ministry, but there's two I want to touch upon right now. Number one, Rabbi helps people all over the world understand how the old and the New Testaments fit together like a hand in a glove. And number two, Rabbi makes the gospel message more palatable for the Jewish people. Scripture tells us that as Jesus returns, all of Israel will be saved. And so as we help our Jewish brothers and sisters understand more about their brother and savior, the Jewish Jesus, we're actually hastening the Messiah's return. So would you please join with us? We would love to hear from you, and we'd love for you to stand with us. And right now, here is Rabbi once again to further emphasize the impact of your partnership. Beloved, it's important that we put God first in every area of our lives. It concerns me that it seems that so many people today are trying to use God for an experience, but they're not being obedient. I think of many, many people that are going to churches, they love the worship music, but they're not being obedient to God's word. Jesus said, unless a man picks up his cross, denies himself and follows me, he cannot be my disciple. Sacrificial obedience is the only way to truly walk hand in hand with God. This is why it's important how we handle our finances. Going back to the first book of the Bible with Abraham, all the way through the New Testament, we see that those that truly walk with God honor Him in every area of their lives, including their finances. I wanna just ask you today, if discovering the Jewish Jesus is being used by Father God in your life to be a blessing, would you honor Him with your finances through this ministry? To support this ministry as a monthly partner, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call and one of our team members, they'll be happy to explain the process, which is simple and easy. And all you have to do is dial 800-777-7835. You know, we are truly grateful for your monthly financial gifts and your prayers. And we can't thank you enough for valuing Rabbi's teaching and wanting to see this ministry thrive, not only in your personal local listening area, but all around the world. As a token of our appreciation for your financial gifts, we'll send you the latest copy of our newsletter. And it's filled with exclusive content, ministry updates, and there's even a letter from Rabbi's wife, Cynthia. Rabbi and Cynthia have such a heart to reach those who do not yet know that they've been chosen by God. So please reach out today. We're online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's message on why the law matters today with a special blessing from Rabbi. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance. And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider describes the struggle between flesh and spirit. That's coming up Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.